Welcome to Storytime with Kurt. In each episode, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and just chill out while I read Tom Swift and His Electric Runabout by Victor Appleton. Previously, in Chapter 15 of Tom Swift and His Electric Runabout, well, Tom had pulled over and was doing something when he noticed somebody was messing about his car. That somebody ended up being Andy Foger, who uh, got hurt trying to turn it on, and then he got caught by Tom, and Tom punched him in the face. So now he has two black eyes. Um, Andy Foger's a jerk. Chapter 16. Trouble at the Bank. Coming in rather late from his trip to Mansburg and thinking of some things he and Miss Nestor had talked about, Tom was rather surprised on reaching the house to see a light in his father's particular room where the aged inventor did his reading and his planning of new devices. Aged inventor again, by the way. Dad's up rather late, said Tom to himself. I wonder if he's studying over some new machine. The lad ran his auto into the temporary garage he had built for it and connected the wires of a burglar alarm he had arranged to give warning in case of any of his enemies should seek to damage the car. Tom encountered Garrett Jackson, the aged inventor, who was going his rounds, seeing that everything was all right about the various shops. "'Anything up with my father, Garrett?' asked the lad. "'I see he's still up.' "'Yes.' was the rather unexpected reply. Mr. Damon is with him. They've been in your father's room all the evening, ever since you went away in the car. Anything the matter? inquired the young inventor, a bit anxious as he thought of the Happy Harry gang. Well, I don't know, and the engineer seemed puzzled. They called me in once to know if everything was all right outside, and to inquire if you were back. I saw, then, that they were busy figuring over something, but I didn't take much notice. Only I heard Mr. Damon say, There's gonna be trouble if we can't realize those bonds, and then I came away. Is that all he said? No, he said, Bless my buttons, or something like that, but he blesses so many things, I didn't pay much attention. That's right, agreed the lad, but I wonder what the trouble is about. I must go see. As he passed along the hall, out of which his father's combined study and library opened, the aged inventor came to the door. "'Is that you, Tom?' he asked. "'Yes, Dad.' "'Come in here, if you haven't anything else to do. Mr. Damon is here.' Tom needed but a single glance at the faces of his father and Mr. Damon to see that something was troubling the two. The table in front of them was littered with papers covered with rows of figures. "'What's the matter?' asked Tom. "'Well, I don't suppose I should let it bother me, but it does,' replied his father. "'Something wrong with your patents, Dad? "'Has the crowd of bad men been bothering you again?' "'No, it isn't that. It's trouble at the bank, Tom.' "'Has it been robbed again?' asked the lad quickly. "'If it has, I can prove an alibi.' and he smiled at the recollection of the time that he and Mr. Damon had been accused of looting the vault as told in Tom Swift and his airship. No, it hasn't been robbed in just that way, put in Mr. Damon, 
But bless my shoelaces, it's almost as bad. You see, Tom, since Mr. Fogger started the new bank, he's done his best to cripple the one in which your father and I are interested. I may say that we are vitally interested in it, for since the withdrawal of Fogger and his associates, your father and I have been elected directors. Well, I didn't know that, remarked the lad. No, I didn't tell you, because you were so busy on your electric car, rejoined Mr. Swift. But Mr. Damon and I, being both large and uh, large depositors, were asked to assume office, and as I was not very busy on patent affairs, I consented. But what's the trouble? inquired Tom. I'm coming to it, resumed Mr. Damon. Bless my checkbook, I'm coming to it. You see, we've lost several good customers by the reason of Foger opening the new bank. That wouldn't have mattered so much as... Between your father and myself and one or two others, we have enough capital to carry on the business of the bank. But there is a more serious matter. We hold a very number of good securities, but they're of a class hard to realize cash for on short notice. In other words, they're not active bonds, though they are issued by reliable concerns. Then, too, the bank has lost considerable money by not doing as much business as it formerly did. In short, we just don't know... What what to do, Tom? And you, your father and I were discussing it when you came in. Do you need more money? Asked Tom. I have some. That's my share from the submarine treasure, and some I've allowed to accumulate as royalties from my patents. It's about $10,000, and you're welcome to it. Thank you, Tom, spoke his father. We may use your cash, but we'll need a great deal more than that. But why? Asked the lad. I don't understand. If you have good bonds, can't you dispose of them and get the money? We could, Tom, yes, if we had time, replied Mr. Damon. But to throw the bonds on the market at such short notice would mean that we would not get a good price for them. We would lose considerable. But why do it in a hurry? Because there is need of hurry, responded Mr. Swift. That's it, joined in Mr. Damon. We have to have cash in a hurry, Tom, to meet pressing needs, and we just don't see our way clear to get it. I'm trying to raise it on some private securities I own, but I can't get an answer within several days. Meanwhile, the bank may fail because of lack of funds. Of course, no one would lose anything ultimately, as we could go into the hands of a receiver and eventually pay dollar for dollar. Your father and I and some of the other directors might lose a little, but the depositors would not. But your father and I don't like the idea of failing, and it's something I've never done, and I'm too old to start now, bless my cash ledger, if I'm not. And for the sake of my reputation in this community, I don't want to see the bank close its doors, added Mr. Swift. It would give Foger too good a chance to crow over us. And you need cash in a hurry, went on Tom. How much? Fifty thousand dollars at least, replied Mr. Damon. And if you don't get it? The eccentric man shrugged his shoulders. Well, remarked Mr. Swift musingly, I don't see that we need to worry you about it, Tom. Perhaps Mr. Swift was interrupted by a ring at the front door. The three looked at each other. It was late for a caller, and Mrs. Baggert had gone to bed. I'll answer it, volunteered Tom. He switched on the electric light in the hall and opened the door. He was confronted by Mr. Pendergast, the president of the bank. "'Is your father in?' asked Mr. Pendergast, and he seemed to have been much agitated. "'Yes, he is,' 
replied the lad. Come this way, please. I want to see him on some important business, went on the president as he followed the young inventor. I'm afraid I have bad news for him and Mr. Damon. Bad news, Tom, bad news. And the aged banker's voice trembled. Tom, with a chill of apprehension, seemed to clutch his heart, threw open the library door. End of chapter 16. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Storytime with Kurt. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash storytimewithkurt. If you want to stay up to date with all the recordings moving forward, you can catch the live recordings on twitch.tv slash vo by Kurt. Or follow me on Twitter at vo by Kurt. And that's Kurt spelled with a K. If you have suggestions for future books, please send me an email at kurt at storytimewithkurt.com. See you next time.